Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 157 of the podcast that was originally recorded on April 16th of 2017. Some of the games I played for the week, we got in a little more Arkham Horror, the card game, and oh, things did not end out well for us. Got in some Luchador Mexican wrestling dice, as well as some Power Grid Deluxe Europe North America edition. I also talked about a few of the games that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now. Welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 157 of the podcast. Thanks for joining me for another week of games. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there. We are guild number 2440. On Twitter, you can follow me at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. I do tweet out pictures of the games we're usually playing when we do play them. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. Then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into a few of the games that I played for the week, and we're probably going to make a quicker episode out of this one since it is Easter Sunday. I do want to get back to the family, and I've only played a few games this week, but let's talk about the things that I did play as they were actually some pretty good games. Earlier in the day, yes, on Easter, I was down at the game store. We actually got in a game of Arkham Horror, the card game, our Cleveland investigators got together, and for the first time, we were unsuccessful in attempting the Midnight Masks. This was the first time we actually attempted this scenario. I will say, I am not sure if you are actually supposed to beat this scenario, because holy shit, it was actually a tricky one, and it was kind of hard. I think one of the problems that we had was that we actually split up. There were only two of us playing. We actually split up, went to different locations. I was playing Daisy Walker. When she gets monsters around her, if she cannot evade them or try to get them to not attack her, it's it's not a good thing. And it very quickly, she went down. Uh, we, we did last a little while because we did get um, three or four of the cultists, I believe, that we were supposed to try to get. Um, so we did work our way a little bit through the scenario. We weren't as successful as we were hoping to be. I don't know if we're going to replay this one or if we're going to continue on and move along in the scenarios. I think that's probably what we're going to do. We're just going to roll with the punches, see what happens. We did resign from this one um, because both of us were basically on the verge of dying. So I kind of went down and then my um, companion was just very close. So we said, let's just resign. We will just take this as a loss and see how the story goes from here. We did, like I said, we did get some of the cultists down, but um, I definitely need to tweak Daisy's deck some next time rather than starting out with just a straight starter deck like I did. Um, I could definitely see that her deck does need a little tweaking. I was getting some cards in my hands, but really a few spells here or there that were kind of helpful, but nothing that was really getting me to do what I really needed to do in, in a timely fashion. So... Uh, maybe I just need to learn to play her a little bit better. I'm still trying to get a uh, good feeling for her and see how she's supposed to be played. So 
going to have to try this one again or maybe move on to the next one. We'll wait and see what happens in a couple of weeks when we revisit the next game of Arkham Horror. But this is the first time that we actually have lost a scenario. But I knew it was going to happen sooner or later because just as soon as you think you're doing good in Arkham Horror, something horrible comes along and just makes your day a living hell. And that's pretty much the game in a nutshell. So that was Arkham Horror, the card game. We got together, like I said, and played some more of that. Um, I did actually use all of my new components, my new um, Chaos Token bag that I talked about in the last episode. I used all of my new components from the um, Terror Trilogy from Stonemaier Games. And I will say the game looked and played awesome as we were using all of these wonderful cool tokens in the bag and just everything. And it's the playing the game is not only a lot of fun, but looks really, really good on the table, especially when you're using some a few upgraded components like I did. Having a lot of fun with Arkham Horror. Can't wait to maybe survive next time, but who never know? You never know. Yeah, we could die again. So uh, when I had gone down to the local game store on Thursday, as that was the only day I actually made it down to the game store this past week, we played for a nice little filler game right at the beginning, Luchador Mexican Wrestling Dice. And this was a really interesting game. We were just playing two of us. Uh, you start off, depending on the color player you are, I believe I was red, my opponent was blue. And you're starting off with four dice and you're throwing them into the ring, trying to see if you can get a hit, a block, a reversal, or a pin on your opponent. That's the some of the different sides that are on the dice. As you're throwing dice into the ring simultaneously at the same time you are trying to not only get your dice to stay inside the ring but if possible knock some of your opponent's dice out of the ring because any dice that fall out of the ring do not count for any sort of attack that turn so when you're playing this game you're going to roll your four dice in the ring and if you get a hit you can add up the number of hits if you get two hits you can then roll the hit die twice or you can roll the bigger black hit die, which will do some special attacks on your opponent. Everybody starts off with, I think it's around 30 health. I can't remember the exact number. Through these hits, you're basically going to be lowering your health. When you get down to around 15 is when you're actually able to be pinned. If you do roll a pin before your opponent being at 15, you can re-roll that pin die. One of the games we actually played, we use the advanced rolls, which gives you another additional card to your character which gives you some additional abilities and things you need to kind of watch out for and I think some of us Eric and I were kind of forgetting to pay attention to those as much as we should have been but for this being a dice game and Eric brought this game because he knows how much dice hate me um, but for this being a dice game I actually have to say it was fun it's it was a cool little wrestling type game the the whole trick with trying to get your dice to stay in the ring while trying to knock your opponent's dice out of the ring is there's there's a little bit of trick to that you could say it's kind of like a dexterity game and then trying to figure out uh what to what to do with your dice also you know is is the other trick because do you roll the hit die maybe a couple of times and just go for some maybe smaller attacks do you roll the possible larger black die which could inflict much more damage on your opponent but there is a chance that you could get stunned in that your your attack could actually be almost reversed and you are nullified and you are then stunned and you have to roll one less die when you're stunned so there's there's quite a few different little strategy things going on. It's a dice game. It's a lot of luck going on. Uh, we had a good time playing it. I'd say I would definitely play this again as one of our early filler games to an evening of playing. It was pretty fun. It actually, you know, while we were sitting there playing, I instantly thought back to, 
you know, my days at the arcade as a teenager playing a little map mania where the um, referee is going one, two, three, and actually counting each other out. When you do get a chance to do a pin on your opponent, you have a pin die that you're going to roll. If you get the pin to come up on the die, your opponent then gets to roll his dice. He has to, in three rolls, get three blocks or reversals. If he does not, he is pinned, and pretty much the game is then over. Uh, you can also knock your opponent out by taking their health down to zero, which had happened to me in one of the games. But I will say, it's a nice little game, dice rolling. It's, you know, so expect some randomness to the game. There was one game where uh, Eric was winning, and I actually somehow came back from behind having less health than him and actually won one. But we had a good time playing this one. And like I said, I would definitely, definitely give this one another shot. It was a cool little right, or dice game, which we had a lot of fun with. After that, we got in a... I think it was five-player game or six-player game. It was a six-player game of Power Grid Deluxe. I thought I had talked about Power Grid on an earlier podcast. I just searched through the website. I did not see it coming up in any of the show notes. So it doesn't sound like I actually talked about this game before, and I'm not too sure how. I could have swore I've played it at least one time before, but it was several years ago, and I thought I had actually was I thought I was actually doing the podcast at the time, but I might not have been. So in Power Grid, what you're trying to do, you're trying to expand your control of cities and get power grids across various cities. The goal is the first person to get 14 power grids across various cities, and you can't have two power two of your um, towers in the same city. Uh, the first person to 14 will start signifying end of game. If nobody can beat that person with 14, they will be the winner and then go down from there. If there are any ties, money comes into play here. A couple of different types of mechanics going on in this game. When you're starting out, you're going to start out with the player who is the highest on the board. When auctioning starts, the lowest cost power plant on the board will actually get a number one token on it, which basically means that the auction for that particular power plant can start at one dollar if the if basically the person who's going first so chooses if not they can bid on any of the four power plants that are in the top row the second power plants will be shifted around as the top row is moved along in the third and final round people can start bidding on all eight of them i believe i believe but two of two of them one way so i think we were bidding on six of them in those final couple of rounds uh, but basically during this auction phase, people are going to be going around and trying to get power plants. These power plants will let you power your cities, which you are then going to purchase in a later round. Uh, the auctioning that we had was quite heated and quite heavy, uh, considering there were six of us playing this game. I can't really say that there were too, too many auctions that went crazy, but there were a couple during play where people just were bidding each other up and then, you know, the, the price got to be just a really kind of crazy amount for what was being offered on there. But some people were looking for certain resources that they were trying to possibly either control or have, depending on what was coming out in some of the future rounds as far as being able to restock the resource line. So a couple of things during that auction phase, each player can only buy one power plant per round. Also, each player can have no more than three power plants at any one time. 
So that's something to, that you definitely need to pay attention to if you're going to purchase another power plant. You will need to discard one that's currently in front of you. And I think there was one that I had actually discarded that had some resources on it that I actually didn't get to utilize, but I wanted a larger power plant during one of the rounds. So I had to sacrifice those um, resources and kind of just lose the money that I had spent um, to get those resources, which probably could have helped me win the game probably a little bit more or not come in third, but... In, in the six-player game, I was pretty much happy with coming in third, but let's continue with some of the different actions that you'll actually be taking during the game. After you're doing the auction phase, you will go into the buying of materials phase, your raw materials. This is actually done from the person who is in last place, so the lowest placed order to highest. You will start purchasing resources. Resources will be along the bottom of the board, and as resources are being purchased, there are different squares that the resources are in, and I believe there's some of them are squared off where there's two resources in a square, some are two resources in a square, and as those resources are removed, the price will get higher as the the those resources are removed from the board. So the people who are basically behind in the game actually get an advantage because they are able to purchase resources at a lower price than the person who probably is in first place possibly has more money and they're going to get stuck with purchasing resources at a higher amount. So you really need to watch and balance where you're at in or the order of the game as far as how much things are actually going to cost. After that, you're going to build your power network. This is where you're going to be purchasing some of the different cities and putting your power plants in those actual cities and building out your power network, you can say. In the first phase of the game, you can only put your... I, your tokens in the 10 slot, and there's three different slots per city, a 10, 15, and 20. That is the cost of getting your power into that city. There are also connections to other cities. So it, once you want to move from one city to the next, you not only need to pay the cost to get into that city, but you need to pay the connecting cost. And if you need to skip over any cities because that city is already full, you can do that. But you need to pay the connection cost between all of those cities as well. So it can get quite expensive. At the end of the game, when people have a lot of money and there are they're filling up a lot of the cities you pretty much need to start jumping all over the place and spending an absorbent amount of money which you hopefully don't have to do to try to get um, a few more cities under your control to try to just get that winning 14 that sure is what that is that you're going for um, after that you're going to figure out how many of your cities you can actually power you will earn the corresponding amount of money you will spend the resources to do that powering if you don't have some of the free type of power resources that are available. Everything on the board will kind of get restocked, and then you're going to go around to another round of gameplay and rinse and repeat everything at a very high level. That is a very, very quick overrun of the game. I don't want to go into too, too much detail of how to play this game. It's to actually get a good understanding of it, you kind of just need to see everything. You need to kind of play through a round, and it's not as difficult as as it may seem. There is quite a bit of thinking to this game if you're going to play this game. Hopefully, you do like math a little bit because you will need to sit there and do some very quick, quick calculations as you're trying to figure out how much money you have, how much money you can spend on resources, how much money you need to have left towards the end of the round to be able to spread out your network and build into different cities. So you really need to do a lot of planning of your money ahead of time 
So math is something that definitely, definitely comes into play in this game and being able to add, subtract, and just figure things out and calculate quickly kind of helps you and makes you not sit there and stress trying to figure out, did I do this right? Do I have enough money to spread myself? There was one time I actually bought a couple of cities in one turn. I thought I spread myself a little too thin, but I didn't. Um, the Our game was extremely close. Uh, I believe I had tweeted out that the game ended. One person had 14 Everybody else was on 13, and I believe I had third place by $1. Um, one of the guys, one of the other guys beat me by just $1 as he got into second place. So our game was very close, very tight, and that's how this game is kind of fun. It's throughout the whole game, nobody really got a good lead. Nobody really fell too far behind. People were able to catch up at the end, and that's kind of the way the whole game is set up with having several of the rounds where the lowest player goes first and then it goes up to the highest player, that's kind of where the catch-up mechanic is in this game. So this way you don't have a runaway leader, which I think is a really interesting mechanic in the game and really can keep the game tight so you don't end up with something like that and everybody wants to quit halfway through because this game did take us several hours to play. So you really don't want people halfway through the game not really paying attention, not really caring about where they're at in the game. You want everybody engaged from that first auction to the final bureaucracy phase where you're powering everything up and counting points because if they are like our game was, it just makes the game a hell of a lot of fun. And I will say, if you have never gotten Power Grid to the table, the deluxe version is actually really nice. I actually pulled out a copy of the normal box set uh, down at the game store today just to kind of see what some of the differences were. The board, for one thing, in the deluxe set is huge. It's probably, I would say, at least two times the size of the normal game board that comes with this. It is just a it is just a table devourer. If you don't have a large table to play this game on, um, if you have the deluxe set, you're it's gonna that table or that board is going to be hanging over the edges of the table. It's it's just a big board. Um, a lot of the components are also really upgraded and really nice too. Um, the oil looks like drops of oil. The nuclear um, type of power is red, like you know, kind of looks like nuclear power. Um, the coal looks brownish like coal. Your your water is blue, so. They're not just little square cubes or blocks like they are in the normal game. They actually kind of look like some of the different resources that they are, along with some color coordination there, which just makes the game just look a little bit better when it's being played on the table and it's not just a bunch of wooden blocks. I mean, even though, you know, in the deluxe version, they are wooden pieces, the components being shaped differently and just having a little just a bit more of aesthetic to them just makes the game just look a lot better while it's being played on the table. And I will say the deluxe version was really cool. It doesn't have paper money. It actually had coins, which was a really nice thing. Um, so if you've never played Power Grid and you're looking for, I would say a medium weight game, um, definitely check out Power Grid. It's, it's definitely not a lighter game, but it's also, I, I don't know if I would call it a heavy game or not. I would say it's definitely a more of a medium style game for me. Um, while there is a lot of math to it and everything and a lot of thinking, it, it, I don't think it has the heaviness that some of the other heavier games that I've played, um, over the past couple of years has to it. Although I will say a great, great fun strategy game, definitely one to get to the table and I can guarantee that you will definitely enjoy it. So that was it. Those are the games that I played for the week. Like I said, we're going to make this a really quick podcast this week. Let's talk about a few things that I want to play now. Brass Lancashire um, and Brass Birmingham. It sounds like these are going to be 
coming out on Kickstarter here, possibly tomorrow on the 17th of April, it looks sounds like. Uh, Brass Lang- Lang- Lancashire is just going to be a reprint of Brass, while Brass Birmingham sounds like it's going to be a successor to Brass. So I've never actually played the Brass games. Martin Wallace is a very good designer and it's very well known. I have played several of those games before and have liked them. So I actually wouldn't mind. I, I kind of do want to sit down and actually play Brass. And if it sounds like they've gone through with the new one here and they have cleaned up some of the rules, Birmingham adds in a few other things that aren't in the original. So since it's actually being remade, I'd actually like to play the remade version with some of the cleaned up rules because to me, that's usually the best time to play a game once it has been redone and anything has been cleaned up that could be, you know, could have a few faults to it or anything. But like I said, never played the game. Would definitely like to get this one to the table. Then I also found on Board Game Geek a little game called Sentient. This is from Renegade Games. This one sounds very interesting. In this game, it sounds like you're going to be programming your robots in a factory. And then you're going to try to attract the interest of investors for your company. Sounds like this is a game right up my alley since I'm very interested in technology and really like that. Really big, really like robots. So I will really can't wait to see what this game actually looks like from Renegade. Um, Sentient is the name of that one. That is another game I'd like to get to the table. But I think for this episode, that's going to be about it. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. Kind of want to get back to the family. So as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild there. We are guild number 2440 on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then as always, always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me for another week of the podcast. I will be back next week with some more games played as well as a few things that I want to play. But until then, you know what to do. Go play some games and then let me know what you're playing now. Until next week, everybody, have a great week. I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.